It's the Bloom Pod, and I'm Taylor Onion. Before we get into the intro for our new episode, I want to take a moment and acknowledge what is going on in the world. Uh, In the past few weeks, we have seen protests in all 50 United States and across the globe as a result of the murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery, and so many others whose names we do not know. Racism and racial injustices are not a new problem in our country. And as a white person, I recognize that I will never fully understand the experiences of people of color. I do, however, want to use my platform to speak out against racism, which has no place in our society. The police officer responsible for George Floyd's death knelt on his neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. So for the next 8.46 seconds, we are going to observe silence in his honor. The last thing that I want to mention before jumping into this episode is directed at my fellow white folks. Speak up as silence equals complicity. Take action by actively seeking out resources on anti-racism and systemic racism and educate yourself and those around you. We have to actively work toward becoming anti-racist. Call out racism and injustice when you see it. It takes all of us. Black lives matter. All right, today's episode, which was recorded several weeks ago, features fellow small-towner Carrie Jo Kelso. Carrie Jo is a veterinarian practicing small animal medicine, and she is also the founder and owner of Rosebud's Teas, which is a company that makes graphic teas for small-town loving women. I can't believe we are already on episode seven, but here it comes. Enjoy. So, Carrie Jo Kelso, uh, very excited to have you on today to to talk about all kinds of different things. Um, We grew up, went to neighboring high schools, and I've at least known you since 2008. I had a picture come up on my time hop the other day of Macomb's uh, prom from, I think, 07 or 08. Candace Caldwell and I had come up, and we took pictures with you and uh, Brittany Day, which yeah. now both of them have different last names, but on the on the steps of the courthouse, which I remember being a very windy day, so I had to had to laugh when that picture came up the other day. Um, but what I'll have you do, so I, I'm gonna kind of have you walk through since maybe 2008 or or as early as you want to go back, uh, and just kind of walk through uh, your your path to this point. Oh yeah, well that's kind of a winding path. <laughs> <laughs> I went to college at Oklahoma State. And I stayed there through vet school. So I was there for seven years and um, graduated in 2015 and started my first job as a veterinarian in Texas, um, right outside of Austin, and uh, ended up moving back to this area just a few years ago. So I've been practicing as a small animal veterinarian and somehow ended up selling t-shirts on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Those are, those somehow crossover, of course. Yeah. (laughs) There's there's a way to to kind of see the connection there. And most of your t-shirts, I'm rocking one right now. Yeah, I like it. Um, (laughs) Is there, how, how did you go from veterinarian to 
designing t-shirts? What is the crossover there? That's a really good question. I ask myself that like monthly. (laughs) Um, No, I've always had a side hustle. Um, In college, I had an Etsy shop where I made jewelry and then it kind of transitioned into, I made clay pendants. And so it was um, just kind of a way for me to make you know, extra cash on the side. When you're in college, you know, you're always looking for the um, little splurge. So that's pretty much all it was. Uh, I've always had this little creative outlet. And so when I graduated and moved to Texas, I was kind of looking for that. And um, a situation came up. Um, Actually, my mom got sick. And when I was living in Texas, and all of a sudden, I need to be paying for these expensive plane tickets to Peoria every month. And so I needed to come up with, you know, $600 every month that I didn't have. And so um, I just started Googling, literally, (laughs) I know that sounds crazy, but I just started Googling all of these different side hustles that I could start with little to no money. (laughs) And so one thing kind of just led to another and found um, the t-shirts is relatively low cost to get started. Um, There's lots of tutorials online and I opened up my website about a month later and started rolling and the rest is kind of history. So, uh, I mean, really it's all (laughs) self-taught and um, thanks to Google, you can really do anything these days. Right. That seems to be a a theme. We actually, we had a guest who's now the sidekick for, for the show. We go back and do recaps at the end and she said the exact same thing. Google has been kind of her best friend through a through yeah. her process. She's got a couple of coffee did, shops. So, what did we do before Google? I I genuinely don't know how any kind of I mean education or any kind of you know hobbies any of that stuff came came before Google. It's it's a I it's a day. Thank uh, goodness. <laughs> I know I know it makes things so much easier these days for sure. So Rosebud's Teas is, is what it's called, what your company is called, your side hustle. And how did you yeah. come up with, with the name for, for that? Yeah. So my grandmother was actually named Rosemary and everybody called her Rosebud. Okay. And um, I feel like a lot of people, if they have a boutique, they either name their boutique after their dog or after their grandmother. <laughs> so true. So I chose to name it after my grandmother. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And as far, I mean, was she a t-shirt fan or just, just the... No, she's actually the opposite. She was always dressed to the nines, like always dressed up, had to be full makeup, full everything before she left the house. Um, <laughs> she was very much just a warm, welcoming hostess kind of a person. And so I wanted, um, I liked that personality and she was, she was a farm wife. So I know I have a lot of like farm themed, ag themed t-shirts, so it kind of fit and um, people that know her kind of get the joke. They're like, Oh, Rosebud. I remember Rosebud. And so it's kind of a cool local um, thing for people who knew my family. So yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you've got obviously the website, you've got an Instagram page, but you also do pop-up shops, which during this time I'm sure have not been happening really at all. Yeah. Are are Um, they mostly the ones that you do? Are they, are they mostly local or do you go all over the place or what do those look like? So I've only been doing the pop-ups for probably a year and I go probably the furthest I've been is about four hours. And so me driving a trailer is kind of scary. So <laughs> I've had to learn how to back that thing up. Um, but 
I haven't ventured too far from home from that reason because of um, I'm learning how to be a trailer girl (laughs) and uh, just got a camper so that I can haul everything to the shows in one piece and not have to unload and reload a trailer every time. So learning how to do that as well, trying to be a little bit more handy than I have been. Um, So yeah, it's just a learning process. Yeah. Every day is different. Keep my phone on hand because I always have to pull out the Google again. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, driving a trailer, if, if you didn't grow up on a farm or at least around a rural, a rural area, driving a trailer and definitely backing up a trailer is, is a skill that not many people have or have to come by at any point in their life. So I definitely commend you commend you for that it's scary that's for sure it is and it can go wrong so quickly especially when you're trying to put it back in a a spot or anything like that so definitely uh commend you on that um now since you this you just I think got your second camper right I know you had one yes okay so what was the process Uh, obviously you're you're wanting to get away from the trailer lifestyle and driving that so getting a camper hopefully fingers crossed will be much easier to move around but what kind of was the was the process there in in getting into the second camper maybe oh don't even get me started on buying things on the internet (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts easy to buy campers (laughs) there are people online that are really good and back up their stuff as far as like stand behind what they're selling. Right. And there are other people that don't, they're not so much, right. (laughs) So trying to buy things on Facebook marketplace or Craigslist as like has been a whole lesson in itself. So I won't go into the whole story, but I will just say the first thing that we tried to do, we tried to go buy an Airstream and I get three and a half hours into the trip and realized out of five hours, it was going to be a five hour trip and realized that it is no longer there. (laughs) So um, it's a crazy story. It's been a crazy journey of trying to figure all that out. Um, I wanted the camper because I was hauling a trailer around and I would have to unload, do the setup, load it back up at the end of the day. And it was just so much work. And so the camper, I think, is really going to be fun and um, attracting a good crowd and also not having to do as much of the manual labor um, day to day. So I'm really excited about that. And hopefully markets will be happening at least in the fall. If not in the fall, I guess we'll have to wait till next year to make the big debut. Right. Um, <laughs> so that's been a ongoing issue as well. The whole COVID and wanting everyone to be safe while shopping and yeah absolutely have you seen has there been any kind of a difference as far I mean online sales I'm assuming have most of them have seen some kind of an uptick I feel like definitely Amazon and you know the bigger companies but how have you through through the this global pandemic through these unprecedented times what kind of what kind of trends have you been seeing yeah so definitely people are shopping and I think people are looking for a certain type of clothes. I think like comfort is going really well. So anyone that is doing e-commerce with um, like t-shirts, comfort clothes, their sales are up. So that's good. Um, People are wanting to be home or have to be home and they're wanting to be comfortable. Um, And then they, they just don't want to feel like, you know, you don't want to feel like a scrub. You want to look cute when you're at home. So (laughs) 
so sales are doing well, I think, and I think they're doing well across the board. Um, a lot of other boutique friends are having um, really high sale sale months too. So that's really good that people are supporting these smaller stores and smaller boutiques. And uh, I think everybody's have in e-commerce, at least at this time, is feeling really um, lucky and really fortunate to be in e-commerce because, you know, I feel like there's a hard spot for brick and mortar stores right now where they can't um, be there and they can't be open and and right. they're having to learn a lot of new skills on how to get their products out there and so I think we're all feeling very fortunate to um, have the website because no one could have ever seen this coming right right <laughs> that is for sure this is it's been a crazy time that is yeah, that is for sure time. yeah so back to the veterinarian side of things. So oh, yeah, yeah, you're actively practicing and then running this in addition to, I don't even know that I would call it a side hustle at this point because you, I mean, you've got quite the following and you're moving around with that. So what does it look like to balance those? I mean, a typical week in your life, what does that look like? <laughs> it's a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, I was full-time until about a year ago, I went part-time. And so that's really allowed me to grow Rosebuds. Um, also, I work probably two to four days a week. So right now, so I spend two days a week ish at the clinic and then the rest of the days I'm here. I'm here right now. If you can go, you're on video, you can see the, the t-shirts in the background. Mm -hmm. uh, I hear I'm here right now and we do shipping maybe three to four days a week. So balancing is very difficult because my schedule changes weekly Sometimes I just have to shut my laptop down and say, you're done for the day, go home and nice. don't think about it. Yes, it's just so hard because we're all connected to our cell phones and social media, you know, your phone's constantly buzzing. And I love that. I love talking to my customers and answering emails. And it's just hard to find that time of when do you shut down and when is it okay to be working on it? Right. It's gone from a hobby to a business. And so I have to program my brain to treat it like a business rather than the hobby that it used to be. So right. that has right. been a, a challenge. And I'm still learning how to do that. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's still a, a learning curve to go with that. Because when it's a side hustle, it's like, oh, this is it's new and exciting. And it's, you know, mm -hmm. it's fun. And to have it grow into to what it's become certainly is much more time consuming and now you have goals attached to it, I'm sure, and, and all these different things. So that is, again, commend you. Just like driving a trailer, that, that, is, <laughs> that is another challenge. To, I think we can go into a whole episode comparing driving a trailer to anything yes. hard in life. <laughs> yes, that is a great analogy. That is absolutely right. <laughs> What, um, what, as far as your design process now for the t-shirts, you've got all kinds of different designs and, and they're typically related to, you know, farming and agriculture in some, or small towns in some capacity. What has been your design process when you're coming up with new stuff, when, you know, as far as your best sellers, what do you kind of see in, in that process? Yeah. So I have been absolutely terrible at, at predicting which t-shirts will be best sellers. <laughs> Like the ones that I think, oh, this might be okay, you know, end up being around forever and everyone loves them. And the ones that I think are really going to do well, and that's not, they, they don't. <laughs> right. And that's not always the case, but I've just learned 
just to put myself out there and let people decide, let the customers tell me what is what they like. So that's been a learning process. But as far as coming up with the designs, uh, I've had to learn how to time block that out and not try to think too hard about it. I feel like if I sit down and I say, try to force myself to design, nothing happens, right? right. I just have to let that creative process kind of come when it wants to. So if I'm feeling super creative that day, I'm like two hours, I'm going to think of all of these things that I can try to bust out some designs um, and just try to be flexible with that because it's really hard to force yourself to be creative. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. Right. So I try to release a, a one design every week. I do the new arrivals on Mondays. So I try to get that out every Monday and I think that's been something that's really uh, my customers have really looked forward to is some of them are like, Hey, I, I set my alarm on Monday nights just to see what your new design is. So that's, awesome. that's really exciting when um, they get just excited about it as I do. So it's, it's still a learning process, but um, I just try to shoot for consistency, which isn't always easy. Right. Right. For sure. <laughs> and you got, so in, and I say locally, in the Macomb, Illinois area, you've got mm -hmm. some within some storefronts there. So no place like home. I've seen mm -hmm. your shirts in there. Is there anywhere else in the uh, Illinois, within that, I guess, area that you've got them in stores or is it yeah. all? Yeah. So Rural Bliss and Carthage also carries them. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. So those two kind of storefronts, the brick and mortar spaces, which I've seen no place like home is doing uh, curbside shopping. And, and yes, yes, you can get your Rosebuds Tees curbside now. Yes, I've loved, <laughs> loved all of that. That's fun to see. Um, but if people want to get, obviously, their shirts, they can go to rosebudstees.com and, yep. and go online. They can follow you on Instagram. Um, what are other ways, of course, we don't know when, when, <laughs> when this is going to blow past and when the next kind of pop-up shop, but you said typically you're going wh wherever you can kind of get to, to drive. Are there any, um, are there any kind of, you know, flea markets or, or, um, anything like that, any kind of market, I guess that's, yeah. that's on the horizon that you're planning to go to, assuming this swings back to whatever the new normal is going to be? <laughs> yeah, so the next one that we have on the books is August 1st, okay. and it is in um, Sheffield, Illinois, so a little bit north of here, and it's about a two-hour drive, I would say, from Macomb, where I'm at, and um, that's called Thrive on Main, and it's going to be full of handmade um, boutiques. Um, last year, they had an Airstream bar there. So I'm pretty excited about that. I hope wow, they're back. <laughs> right. Um, lots of really good shopping. And so I hope that by August that we'll be able to do something. If not, I've got some stuff planned for September. But there's, um, I think I'm, I'm probably most active on Instagram. So if anybody does want to follow along, I am more engaged in that community, in the Instagram community and tend to post a lot of the markets um, and the happenings on Instagram. Awesome. Do you think as far as having social media, I mean, without, it's free advertising. And mm -hmm. do, did you, did you have the Instagram page before you had a website? Like, were you working off of that before? Or was it kind of, uh, did you do it simultaneously? 
I did it simultaneously. Um, and this was, and it's changed so much. It's right. changes every year. Yes. And I started my social media back before there was an algorithm. <laughs> so, okay. Like back when you could post on Instagram and all of your Instagram followers could see it, mm -hmm. you know, do you, right. I don't know if people remember those days, but that. Was <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was thinking the other day about all the ways that Facebook has changed. And you, I was like, see, looking back through time hop and you see like when the cover photo came to be and people threw a huge fit at like, I'm not putting a picture in there. I'm going to leave it. And I don't need, <laughs> so it's just, is, it's, it's crazy to think that in the last, I mean, even in the last 10 years, how much stuff has changed, but yeah, yeah, that is nuts. Uh, well, typically what I've been doing is, is kind of asking people to share a piece of advice. And so I'll let you, if you want to talk about, you know, how to turn a hobby into a, a side hustle, into really a, an actual business that's yeah. doing well. Um, or if you want to talk about you know, your, your path to being a veterinarian and, and what that's looked like. I'll, I'll, or if you want to do both, I'll leave it to you. Okay. Um, well, I get questions about how I started Rosebuds when I was working full time. I think people have the idea to start a, hide, a side hustle and they just don't feel like they have the time because they're working, you know, 12 hour days and they have kids and they just have, everyone has busy lives. And so I get a lot of questions about about that. How did I do that? And once I came up with the idea to do the graphic t-shirts online, I wrote out a list of everything I knew I needed to accomplish in order to get that off the ground. And so it was a checklist of everything on getting my business license in the, in the county that I was in in Texas um, to different things I would have to set up online to getting my samples in, all the supplies that I needed. And so I set up that checklist and I would only have maybe 15 minutes to an hour of, a, of time a day where I could set that aside. I was working 12 to 14 hour days as a veterinarian. And so it took me a long time. It took me probably six to eight weeks to actually get everything on that list done before I could get to the point of starting the business. So I just worked on it slowly in small increments. And so if you have 15 to 20 minutes where you're looking at your phone, you know, scrolling through Instagram or you're watching a Netflix show at night and you have time to start a side hustle. And so that's probably, I think the biggest misconception is people think they just don't have the time, but they do. You just have to make the time right. and um, kind of plan ahead and discipline. It's a lot of self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's a thing for a lot of people who are, you know, interested in or thinking about starting something like this, where it's like, oh, well, you know, this, this person's succeeding because they have such a huge following or this person's succeeding because they have the time to commit to it. But really it is about planning ahead. And if it's something you're passionate about, then you have to be willing to run the, marath um, the marathon right. and, yeah. and not, you know, have it. Be I had zero Instagram followers when I started this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I had zero following. <laughs> right. And now you're at what, like over 18,000, I think is the last I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is crazy. And then, Ridiculous. And, yeah. And how many years that's, so I meant to ask how many years has, um, or what year did Rosebud's teas start? Um, February of 2016. Of so 2016. a little over four years ago. Yep. Right. And in four years now, four years ago, nobody knew about Rosebud's teas. Exactly. And now, and now at least 18,000, <laughs> probably more know about it. So that. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, Carrie Jo, thank you so much for, for being on today and sharing a little bit about your story with us. We really appreciate it.
So thanks, Taylor. Congratulations on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. It's been it's been a fun side hustle during quarantine. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Stay tuned for the recap of this episode with my sidekick, Melissa Lutz. going with the spongebob theme song <laughs> but not- <laughs> that works too though that works too open a pineapple under the sea spongebob square pets well, SpongeBob. i don't know the word <laughs> <laughs> but i digress <laughs> anywho how are you taylor i am good i'm back in this regal setting with i haven't identified any more books about parenting but my mom did think that was funny. She said that's not why it was there. <laughs> not, not because my brother and I were bad kids, but that's just a story. That's what moms are supposed to say when their kids find those books and ask. I know. I think so, too. She said it was just an author she liked, but mm. allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Anyway, um, we are recapping... The episode with Carrie Jo Kelso. Carrie Jo Kelso, what a lady, what a hustler. Right? Uh, a major hustler. A hustler. <laughs> no R, A. No, no, no. Um, no, but does, does that lady sleep? Like, she's a veterinarian. She's running this business as well. Like, does she have time? Right. I would assume not. Now, she did say that she's gone to part-time in the clinic being a veterinarian but I don't know because you have to imagine I mean the upkeep with a website and social media and orders Mm -hmm. I should have asked if she had helpers at least to help with packaging and shipping she just goes to and fro the UPS right right I would imagine that is probably her her daily life is does she mail out of your downtown industry illinois i imagine she lives in macomb so i would imagine she mails out of macomb which reminds me my new rosebuds tea i got a notification that it was delivered but i have not yet been to the mailbox to pick it up i need to go get that Ooh, i need to order one they're so cute they are. Also, I'm going to uh, take a quick sidestep here and tell uh, people listening about your hometown. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called Industry, Illinois. And um, what I've learned is you have to put the emphasis on the in, right? Is that right? Industry. I typically say industry. Ah, dang it. Got it right. <laughs> okay. But well, that was all I'm getting. very close. Peter pronounces the word weird. And one time we were driving in college, we were driving on spring break to go to Gulf Shores, Alabama, and made a pit stop in Taylor's hometown. And she was so excited to show us around. She took us downtown industry, um, but, but it's the only stoplight in the whole town. There's no stoplights. Well, stop, stop sign. Stop sign. Yeah. It's only like four-way stop or something. And she was like, so this is it. It was a gas station, a post office, and I, was there anything else? 
A church and a bank. A church and a bank, yes. Mm -hmm. A booming metropolis downtown industry. It is. It is a booming metropolis. I actually ran outdoors there the other day, which I have not done in probably 20 years. Walking Um, around town. Yeah. Also, while we were there, Taylor's dad, um, there was a pancake breakfast going on. And when I asked him where it was, he replied, I don't know. We'll just sniff it out and see where the cars are at. And it was a volunteer firehouse. Is there anything more small town adorable than that? <laughs> you know, that is some classic Steve Onion humor because he definitely knew where he was taking us. But <laughs> to say that we would just sniff it out and that's where we would find the pancakes. <laughs> uh, classic. And now it was the only place in town cars were gathered. So had we not known, we could have figured it out based yeah. on Steve Onion logic. Yep, it wouldn't have taken long at all. Now, Macomb, which is the largest, uh, I'll say metropolitan area near industry, um, is about maybe 20,000 people. And I think the population is made up largely of students who come to Western. So it's probably more like 12,000. But all the same. We are, we are small town USA up here in okay. Illinois. And a segue <laughs> from that, small town USA, let's talk about these shirts. <laughs> yes. Um, well, that's, that's what I started to say is the shirt I got is the black v-neck that says small towner. And I'm very excited about that. I love it. You are a small towner, but like, I, I only mean that in the best way. I love small I take, town people. Should yeah, I I take it in the best way. I like being from a small town. Um, but the shirts are so cute. I was perusing the website uh, as we were listening to the interview. There's so many cute designs. And um, I forget, did she mention if she does all the designs herself? She does do all of them. And she said, typically she'll, it's like a, it's like um, when she was explaining it, it reminded me of writer's block because what she was saying was like, if I feel like, designing then I sit down and design but I don't force myself to get into that space so I think there's a lot of um or maybe some spaces she pulls on for inspiration or if she sees something else then she's like oh make a t-shirt like that so which is really cool as well I um I appreciated uh the background on how Rosebud's Tees got its name now when I first explained this to you you thought that it was tea (laughs) as in the beverage (laughs) I was listening to the interview and I was like, when did she start making tea? I'm confused how we go from t-shirts to, oh, I see what I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can, it's an easy mistake to make because it's, I didn't say Rosebud's t-shirts. Yeah, but, and I didn't you know. see it in writing. Yeah, no, you didn't see it in writing. You did only hear, hear us talking and hear me say it, so. It all makes sense. But I thought that was great. And how she said um, that most boutiques are either named after their dog or their grandma. So I thought that was funny. I love that. I think it's really cute. I love when they, um, when companies have like a meaning and a story behind their name. Yep. That she was known in the town. Yeah. It's like a town staple. Right. Well, that's what you get up here in small town USA. Everybody knows everybody, and everybody calls you friend. Sometimes I think that's from. I wanna go. 
where everybody knows your name. Bum, bum, bum. That's actually, we didn't rehearse that. <laughs> we never do. We never do. We rehearse nothing, and I think that's apparent. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one other thing that I wanted to touch on was uh, how difficult it is to say the word rural. For some of us, yes, it is very <laughs> tricky. <laughs> I, yeah, I struggled with that one. <laughs> I even like, we have a little chat feature as we're listening to the interview back, and I pointed out that word to Taylor. It was like, rural? <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> it's also, I think it's just, for me, it's words with a lot of R's. Like, brewery is difficult. Um, Maternity is also a word that I struggle with because I always want to say maternity. I don't know why. So words with more than one R is what I'm hearing. <laughs> tricky for you. I don't even think, I mean, maternity only has one R, but yeah. maybe I just struggle with words that are more than one syllable. <laughs> That's what it seems like. <laughs> Rural. Words are hard. Words are hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. You're doing your best. Yeah. Now, this is our second attempt at recording this recap because yesterday you had a smattering of appointments and I would like to point out that you have a new hairdo. I got my locks done. I'm a blonde now. You are. And I want to know more about why... Now, yesterday took four hours. Yes. And... There's more stages you mentioned. Just to get like more blonde. Because if you do it all in one, it like fries your hair off. So she tightened it, but she was saying we can get it lighter. It's just going to take a few times, but it's a whole process. And when you have a mop on your head, like I do, there's a lot going on here. It, it takes a while. Well, that's understandable. She's done wonders. We've taken leaps and bounds from the lion's mane I had on my head. From wherever it was you were before. Where I am now. (laughs) You know, um, what I just thought of and would like to ask you is if Generous Coffee were not a coffee shop, but a boutique, what would you name it? Generosity. (laughs) Well done. I was trying to remember the other day what, um, what name I had suggested to you, which I think had something to do with beans. But I can't remember now. I can't either. Being yourself. I, <laughs> I take that back. Never mind. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that, that definitely was not a suggestion I gave you. <laughs> I want you all to know that I meant that in the most wholesome way. How, interpret it how you want. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> oh, boy. Can we just uh, that out? rewind, undo... <laughs> control all delete control z drag and drop to trash okay um i'm gonna stick with generosity i like it i think that's a very a very good um you know alternative if you were a t-shirt saleswoman generosity now could be confusing to those consumers who are looking for tea the beverage as is any 
company True. ends their name in <laughs> True. found. I, I did quietly as you were talking add in shirt at the end for that reason. General uh. seat shirt. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I don't know if you caught it in the interview, but she also mentioned that Google was a massive resource as she was starting out. Yes, respect. Just us ladies figuring it out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You um, entrepreneurs <laughs> just out there using Google and, and changing the world. <laughs> for real though, I'm going to order one of those teas. They look so soft. Is, are they as soft as they look in the pictures? They are. I ha- Like I said, my new one is in the mailbox, but the one that I was wearing the other day was exceptionally soft. Delightful. So soft, dare you say. If, yeah, if you, like me, love soft t-shirts, try Rosebud's Tees. Nailed it. That was good. Yeah. Maybe you could sell that to her or gift it to her. Yeah, or, I was going to drop it to the trash. I don't know. I was going to point out that she is much more creative in her advertising than I am. So she probably doesn't need my help at all. The other thing that I really liked when I was looking at her website is she stages the pictures. I don't know the actual like photography terms, but she takes such cute pictures and like makes whole outfits and like lays them out. I'm like, this shirt on its own is cute. But once I see it with like an outfit, I'm like, yes, that is cute but I wouldn't right. put that together myself right that's what I'm saying she she has an eye for this she's much more skilled at advertising than which is uh, a little upsetting because my bachelor's degree is in advertising I think you know when you're not putting yourself on the spot on a recorded podcast you, <laughs> you know whip up something real witty um I will say I've heard I've heard better work from you <laughs> <laughs> we did come up with some some really fun campaigns in our classes in college i can't attest to that yes um i'm i'm weighing whether or not we share the name of our our ad agency (laughs) that horrified your mother when she found out yeah yeah maybe we skip that but one of the campaigns i can remember us doing was for jeep do you remember that one yes wasn't it like rule your con rule the concrete jungle yeah, something like or the urban jungle, something oh, like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had options. We were we did. We were trying we were attempting to sell Jeeps to millennials in the city. In the city, yes. So I think Good times. the ads had like one was like King Kong on the top of a building, like yeah. your concrete jungle. And then we had like there was a jeep there was a gps um piece to one of them in that the gps was like guiding them to like follow their dreams but in a jeep i think within the city ah jeep if you're listening anyone is <laughs> one day one of our requests to be sponsored by a company is going to be met but i feel like it's not going to be jeep or google or yeah any of the gotta- major named companies that we have Plug. We should we should go definitely um, smaller. Ooh, you know what I want to um, give a shout out to is well I'll tell you uh, is guest number three Timothy F Bryson. He has launched his own podcast. It is called Walk with TFB, 
uh, and you can find him on Instagram and Twitter and Anchor and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the places. He just, he's so far released a trailer. Um, and this past week, he also released kind of an introductory episode. And now that we are in June, his first official episodes should also be coming. It's not June. But when this comes out, it will be June. Oh! <laughs> Think, Melissa. <laughs> You're so I, smart. <laughs> I wondered if that would trip you up. And it I'm sure glad. did. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. Um, so cool. I can't wait to listen. Everyone out there listening to ours should also listen to his, but, but still yeah. listen to ours. This right. is not a either or sort of scenario. Right. It's like the it's like the the Glennon Doyle um, quote that I had from Ash's episode where it's like, please don't pit us against each other. We're equally cool. We're equally doing, you know, great things and, and providing a platform for folks to share their stories. So I hope people think that we're equally cool to him. He's pretty cool. Yeah. He is pretty cool. Yeah. Um for our listeners, we don't mind DMs telling us how cool you think we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're pretty humble but like those never hurt right and we loved we mentioned this last week as well but we loved that five star review <laughs> Joe, Joe from CJSE we love who it. I found out um, is I found out who Joe is he is um, has another podcast or is another podcast that's following me and I'm going to have to mention it I want to say it's it's something along the lines of the spoil everything pod, but I'm going to have to fact check that next week. Ooh. Cause I can't remember exactly. Just a lot of, a lot of love in the podcast community. Yeah. I really like that. People are good. Yeah. I agree. Well, my friend, shall we uh, do our signature sign off? <laughs> Should we try to do it in unison again? Or was that just a, I think it's matching up well. We can try it. Do you want to try it? We can try it. I'll do whatever you want, master. I'm not. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What does does the sidekick call their person? That's a great question. What What did Robin call Batman? You're asking the wrong person. (laughs) I'm just going to call you Batman. Okay. I'll accept that. <laughs> People will be very confused from here on out if they don't listen to this episode and I just am referring to Batman. <laughs> they might be. That's okay. That's, it's, you know, um, it's an allure. We'll, we'll get in that way. Oh, man. All right. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. And, and that's the way the unveils. <laughs> Nailed it. Did we? I think so. Okay, well, I'm going to do it once on my own, just in case, so you can, like, have have a backup. Okay. That's the way the onion peels. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>